sake. Good evening and welcome back to the FFS podcast. I'm your host Pradi once again and this is episode number 3 of season 4 of the FFS series. For those of you who are joining us here for the first time, um I just want to let you know that this is our mainstream podcast. This is where we talk about the biggest topics in the world of football, whether it be the top 5 leagues or any other league across the world, women's football, men's football, anything to do with football basically. So this is season 4 and this is episode 3. This episode has been a while in the making. So let's let's call it that. It's supposed it was supposed to be done the previous week. It's it's been on the on the cards for a week for weeks now and yeah, we delayed it and I I suppose if you're looking or you're watching us right now on YouTube uh live and uh you're probably seeing that we've got two guests on the title but unfortunately sandeep couldn't make it today due to uh, a sudden family emergency so wish him all the best there but of course we are joined with, by abrish meena who is a guest who's who was a guest on the podcast in the previous seasons as well we spoken to her about women's football in at length as well as indian football i'm glad we could have her on here on the podcast for those of you who are watching us and uh, let me first off talk about the episode topic that we're going to be discussing today and that is about the recent AIFF ban by FIFA and of course their subsequent resolution and return to uh, uh football let's call it that uh we're going to be talking about the consequences of that what led up led to those events and how they got resolved and what the future holds for the AIFF and Indian football in general but before that we obviously start off with introductions and abrish meena welcome to the podcast it's been a while and why don't you tell us a bit about yourself yeah hi uh, thank you so much for having me i mean always uh, happy to do it even though sometimes uh, last week was my um, you know uh, it was due to me that it had to get postponed um, but yeah okay uh, so i am an ex journalist a freelance journalist still uh but i reported on indian football and women's football for the la- for the last six and a half years or something before i sh- you know changed industries so yeah i mean that's pretty much it i still am all in following and pretty much writing about indian football yeah i'm all there still awesome great so let's talk about this event that happened uh the aiff being banned from fifa first so for you as a journalist did you see it coming or were there signs of fifa making threat not threats but fifa make giving warnings to the aff saying that if certain things weren't done in a particular way that they would eventually be banned first off did you see that coming were the were the warning signs already there uh second question or follow up to that is did you think fifa would actually follow up on their warnings um would they would you, did you think that aiff would actually be banned or did you think that this was completely out of the blue you didn't see it coming and you know it is what it is uh no i i wouldn't say that i was completely surprised when the ban happened i mean basis the rules that uh, you know are very clear from fifa's end um it, it wasn't a surprise because uh, there were a few things like in terms of uh, you know the committee of administrators and the coa coa uh, being appointed and handling aiff's business uh, i mean uh, and then you know uh, 
the whole thing constantly going to the supreme court it is a third party interference like a clear third party interference uh, when you see it from fifa's uh, angle and to be very honest uh, a lot other countries have got uh, banned before for much quicker you know in these cases than actually india did um we did get the leeway of being the market that we are so yeah i mean i do think that played a part but then yeah uh, yes but i wouldn't say that i was i completely saw fifa banning india as well like i wasn't sure that they'll go ahead and do it uh i th- i thought maybe it'll be like among like be a part of the conversation and that the ban can happen so we have to resolve this quickly i mean that kind of conversation but i wasn't uh, yeah but in that way it was you can say it was kind of a surprise that they actually went ahead and did it uh, but again i think uh, it was pretty much um, i mean i wouldn't say strategy but i don't really have another word right now it was more like uh, just get the whole thing resolved extremely quickly uh, and then you know they were back on the panel so yeah right okay i can i can understand where you're coming from because of like you mentioned if previous countries were banned or previous federations were banned for similar infringements and were and that process didn't take time and india's took longer than expected i suppose that you could sort of you wouldn't be uh you know chastised for thinking that yeah they, i mean there are talks going and india would resolve it within that period but of course they didn't and they eventually did get banned which was i i'm sure we i think we'll get to that in a in a few minutes but let's talk about the events leading up to this ban and what do you think set off this motion or these subsequent events that happened you know what set it in motion see yeah, honestly if it had it coming uh because okay. rafael patel was there uh, for a very long time yeah and uh, you know there was constant uh, calls for elections from right. fans from other stakeholders um and there was constant call and it was just not happening they just kept delaying and delaying and delaying so i wouldn't say i mean I, it, they had it coming um obviously rahul mehra went to the court with it and then you know uh rafael patel was uh, taken off committee of administrators was appointed to you know clean up the mess that aiff is i wouldn't say uh, it's a job completed but uh, something uh, better than nothing Fair so a, yeah a, good sta- mean, a, a start of some sort uh, yeah of some sort of some yeah. sort you can say because um, how it started they wanted to change the constitution uh, a lot more i think there were lots of other things that they wanted uh, included in the constitution which i don't think that uh, it's uh, you know got followed up yet uh, it obviously will, i think it would be in the hands of the uh, executive committee right now to uh, decide whether uh, these things uh, all the recommendations uh, are implemented or not um, because uh, obviously the whatever uh, the coa recommended uh, fsdl and the state associations went to court against that very reg- uh, recommendations for the constitution right so after which the uh, prime infringement uh, thing came into being so yeah um, i am not i of course it wasn't uh, the constitution uh, there was no new constitution put in place as such 
So uh, yeah, that's something that Kalyan Chobe, Shaji Prabhakar, and all of these guys are probably going to be working at. I mean, we'll have to wait to see what happens over there. Uh, yeah. One of the starts, I would say, is uh, having uh, Tetia Hamar in the league committee at the head of it. I do think that uh, that is a reward, like law, since which was deserved by him long time ago. I think what he has done. in mizoram is absolutely exceptional and yeah i really do hope he is he gets the support uh, you know which is extremely necessary to make the changes as you know from the aff league committee as well okay so let's talk about the coa because i suppose yep praful patel's extended uh, reign at aff was probably the 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 matchstick i suppose um but yeah. to light it uh, you, um, the coa what is it and was it actually necessary to set up because i know yet yes i agree the aff was a mess um you know during praful's reign and subsequent after his uh, resignation or his ousting of sorts now was the coa necessary because i like that then meant or that snowballed it snowballed into everyone going to court and then having the third party infringement and all that so was it necessary and what was its role and what did it do and what is the coa in general for those people listening in for the first time um okay so coa like i mentioned before it's committee of administrators it is a committee that is appointed by the supreme court to um you know make recommend like uh, look into uh, say the functioning of an association or organization um and uh, like make recommendations for changes so that is what essentially was uh, what uh, coa was supposed to do with the affsl uh it's not the first time that uh, that an indian sports uh, association has had uh, coa take over like that even bcci had that even um uh, if i'm not even hockey india for that matter and if i'm not wrong even ioa all of these have uh, have have been having some sort of battles even archery association um so yeah uh, okay. it it wasn't the first time that it happened with the sports uh, association here uh so yeah they were supposed to make recommendations um i wouldn't say they started on the wrong foot i wouldn't say that i don't think uh, the appointment of coa was a problem okay. uh, i do think that they did not have the best advisor in mm-hmm. the sense uh, of you know making sure that they don't go out of bounds um with uh, you know recommendations like for example uh, the the recommendation i think that triggered uh, the fifa ban in particular was the um, number of players that they right. wanted yeah. uh, in charge of stuff so uh, i mean that is uh, again that is wrong advice from people because obviously uh the the judges and everyone they needed people to advise them about football per se right so yeah. um i think there was wrong advice because fifa rules are very clear about it it's not more than 25% so uh i mean i'm not really sure what was the thought in uh people's heads and they went ahead with something like a 50% 50 yeah. uh that that is that is too much i mean i'm I, again i'm not even of that uh, stream of thought that uh, players are great administrators i'm not one of them i do think that a lot of times players have um, inherent biases also 
so i won't say that uh, every you know former great player would be a great administrator i don't think like that so yes i i could completely didn't understand that 50% thing but uh, of course fifa also didn't and didn't yes. even agree with it so yeah i what i personally think was the advice bit was wrong and yes instead of just uh, you know hurrying up too much like for example we had i think uh, two supreme court hearing before the right. fifa ban we had two okay. hearings before the fifa ban so yeah. instead of just submitting the recommendations if they had that much time in hand they could have had more conversations with the state associations and fsdl um state associations obviously i'm not saying state associations are great or something i mean there's a there's way too much mess in state associations i handle yeah. that every single day uh, <laughs> with football delhi but uh, yeah, that's yeah uh, first hand so, knowledge from there yes so uh, of course there's a lot of mess in the state associations as well but then at the end of the day what the matter is if you are the you know if you are the all india football federation you have to take everybody along you have to find ways to make every body um, come together and find a solution i mean that is essentially what you're supposed to do so um, yeah i mean i de- definitely think that there could have been more conversations and they could they could have probably reached a middle ground or you know have a bit more support because there were like way too many state associations that came together and mm-hmm. went to court so i yeah. think that they, if if more state associations could have been made to sit explain their bit uh, like their uh, you know ideas as well maybe maybe i'm not saying it would who, have worked who is maybe the who is the one who gave coa that much power to think that you know whatever we do you would have to go with it because this seems like a simple common sense approach where if you're going to be deciding things for the country or the state you would rather talk to them and figure out have a common ground i'm not saying that everything has to be agreed upon but there is compromise this is this is management 101 right i don't think yeah. any i'm i'm sure anybody with even half a brain would think that if i'm going to be deciding things for so someone else i would it would make sense to talk to them and say this is what i'm going to do at least have that conversation now who's given them that sort of power is it the aiff who's who's the one who who's who's given them that sort of power to say like okay let's uh, you know you come out with whatever recommendations you want to and without conver- you know without any conversation just come out whatever you think and then we'll take it from there because that seems completely stupid to say the least uh see um okay in just maybe a sentence in you know from theo's point of view state associations are very difficult to handle uh everybody okay. has their own agenda so it's very difficult for uh you know one consensus to be reached upon to be very honest it's very difficult with the state associations here because uh, the demographics are different in each state in india like there's way too much you know uh, variety in terms of people yeah. here and the demographics are really different for each state so yes every state would come with the, with its own agenda and it's very difficult to reach that common ground yes uh but i um i they had conversations with the state association it's not like they didn't have meetings uh, as far as i know there were quite a lot of meetings that uh, took place between the coa and the state association but even till the end they were not happy with everything uh, with uh, pretty much i would say the core of the constitution so okay. um yes uh i think they thought that they um uh, could 
make their recommendations and then maybe the supreme court could take over and say that state associations have to agree to what uh, the uh, what the coa has said because uh, probably as an example uh, maybe they took an example from bcci as well because uh, even with the bcci uh, like the, uh, the coa uh, that was set up for uh, bcci uh, bcci is board of uh, control for cricket in india for people who don't uh so um, even with uh, bcci uh, the there were recommendations made and more or less uh, almost all of those recommendations had to be uh, incorporated by bcci but yeah. the approach over there was different over there it's more about the bcci is far more in control than the state association it's like there's no the, the bcci is the main voice and mostly state associations will go with it the situation okay. with football is much different it's more uh it's more much more of an open forum than uh cricket per se so yeah i mean uh, that i like the there's a difference between again that demographic is different between cricket and football here and i think they maybe they went ahead with because they ha- they felt they took bcci thing as an example maybe that is the case uh but yeah i would again say that was a fault of the advisory committee Okay, so the the panelists or the advisory committee are filled with who who who's who are the panelists in that or uh, who are the people advising them? Because uh, see, I don't know all the names. All the names were not made public, but there were two people. One yeah. was Ranjit Pajaj, and the other was Shahjit Kavakar. These two were there for sure. I think in the advisory committee, I'm not sure they were close enough at least. I'm not sure. Maybe uh, Ranjit, I think, was on the advisory committee. uh shaji was also leading the state association side of conversation but uh, he was also close uh, with the advisory so i'm not sure actually where he was to be very honest okay so there are then representations of the indian footballing ecosystem within that panel then so i mean there yeah. was yeah, yeah. there were people involved fair enough okay so okay i didn't know that it was that fragmented now with that fragmentation i can probably understand why it takes so long to do anything regarding indian football because of course with being an open forum with enough voices and opinions there it's going to be a you know i wouldn't say it's probably a free for all where someone wants to get yeah. something else for their benefit the other one wants to get something all right that's all fair now involving so the third party infringement which was fifa's main gripe with indian football and aiff was involving the supreme court was that yeah yeah the main infringement okay so it was to even with their mindset which was i'll make my recommendations and let the supreme court handle it involving mm-hmm. the supreme court would have anyway first of all been a red flag right yeah it would have been but uh, had it been just one hearing i think fifa would have looked away because then okay. aff would have got control immediately what happened okay. was there were at, i think there were at least four hearings before the supreme court finally said that ban has happened now just get your act together and uh, just you know make sure that india is not banned oh. and the under 17 women's world cup happens so yeah. um yeah so i think it was because of that but i think it took four hearings and i think it was the to and fro uh, that mm. was obviously not uh, acceptable if it's a one time thing i think they can probably uh, look away and say that okay there was stuff to handle so you know the court gets into play but then at least it was just one time thing and then aiff has full control at the end of the day uh, but it was a lot of to and fro and then the time frame between aiff losing control to getting it back was very long 
Yeah. Okay. It wasn't shot. So I think that all plays a part and then the 50% rule. I think FIFA just said like, I don't know what is happening over there. You guys need to understand that there are some rules that you need to follow. I know. Yeah. I mean, FIFA and rules don't are anyway, you know, there is some gray area between them because FIFA and rules in in football ring rules, there's obviously some gray area, which you can look, you can look away. You can probably let go, give some leeway. That's all fine. But Four hearings, and I, I don't know where uh, because somewhere, somehow, somebody must have thought, Listen, you know, anymore. And and I'm sure FIFA has obviously given warnings to them saying, Hang yeah. on, we'll give you, you know, we can only stretch the rules so far. Yeah, uh, even as FIFA, and given how much we've anyway played around with rules in the past, you know, there's only so much that we can do. And how how is it that someone in the CUA or someone in any association regarding Indian football didn't look at it saying, like, let's just sit down, let's just talk about solving everything. I know it is difficult because there are so many state associations, but let's just get something through and let's just, you know, finalize something and get AIFF back to uh, back to par because to at least some state of normalcy just so that we don't risk getting banned. Now, why did that all happen? It's just a down to incompetency in, you know, the entire panelists and See, associations and all that. Obviously, all the state associations had one representative uh, at the Supreme yeah. Court. But uh, the thing is, as soon as the matter goes to court, then it is going to take some time, at least here, because uh, you know both sides would present their views and then. Uh, uh, Supreme Court would be like, okay, you you make it clearer to us in the next hearing. Because there are a lot of cases, right? It's not like the Supreme yeah. Court of India is sitting only to <laughs> look over football. It's not like that. So, there's way too many pen- pending cases. So, it's not like the hearings are going to go on forever. So, uh, I mean, as soon as it goes to court, to be very honest, as soon as it went to court, everybody knew that it's going to take some time. Because okay. these things do take time. In fact, it was Faster than probably uh, a lot others. They ever worked, yeah. <laughs> a lot others. Worked. It was way faster because obviously then FIFA banned only. And then Supreme Court said this is, oh, see, under-17 World because people obviously like told uh, the judges that, you know, under-17 World Cup uh, is in danger and all of that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, FIFA was also like, no, 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 India is supposed to host stuff and all that. So, just get uh, get this thing solved quickly. Yeah. So I think they just went back to what it was, except the fact that uh, the 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 good bit that I would say is that at least uh, most, if not all, uh, the you know previous AIFF team per se was mm-hmm. uh, changed was changed in terms of the president, uh, even the na- uh, director of uh, national team, Abhishek Yadav. So proper a proper reshuffle. Yeah, I, I can understand. Okay, I can also understand the Supreme Court taking time, but I guess then the result was inevitable that FIFA yeah. would obviously be involved and ask them to uh, ban. But of course, with the ban came certain mm-hmm. consequences, right? Immediate consequences, and that was I think the Gokulam Kerala team, yeah, the women's was. team, was stuck in Uzbekistan of all places uh, yeah. because they were <laughs> there to get ready travel. for the. Exactly. Um, I just wanted to know, you know, that was one of the key consequences that we'd heard of. But what were the other consequences of 
the ban by FIFA? I I don't think there was too much in that sense because I mean even the time frame was small uh, was very short actually. Hmm. Uh, the I would say the only major blow uh, was uh, the Gokulam like the AFC club championship only um, because I mean I think. I think that was sad. Uh, I felt so bad for the players, yeah. no? I mean, the, you you travel, you train for some time for it, and anyway, the Indian women footballers do not get too many, you know, uh, good quality games per se. So, yeah. I mean, to just travel so far and not play even a single game, even they trained also. Like even they when they went there, they they trained in hope that maybe they'll get uh, matches to play. But yeah. it's just it was just really sad, and yeah, I mean. Uh, according to me, I think that was the one major blow. Apart from that, I think a couple of uh, Kerala Blasters had to cancel their uh, friendly games or something. Uh, but the, I don't think that other than that, there was any major blow as such, even because they got reinstated in SAF also and everything. I mean, before SAF Championship also, things got solved. So I don't think uh, that was an issue with that. Uh, of course, the major worry was the Women's World Cup in in india yeah. that was that india was supposed to hold uh, the under 17 women's world cup and that of so fifa banned aiff but fifa did not immediately rush to finding a separate host they were like we will ensure that you get your shit together because we yeah. want you to host so in that in that way did you think that because there was no immediate announcement saying that okay you banned and the next announcement was you're not going to be host so did you feel that a result was coming soon like did you feel that yeah you said already that the supreme court pushed it to priority status they're like okay yeah. hang hold on to anything else let's just solve this out um because this was an international i wouldn't i mean an incident an international it's not a small i mean anyway supreme court doesn't handle small matters this is yeah. it, it does i mean so so this is quite a Uh, an international incident that they did prioritize initially uh, prioritize once the ban was uh, yeah. upheld and i just want to know for you as a journalist and covering all of this did you feel once the ban was announced but the fact that they hadn't announced anything else regard i mean the only casualty being gokulam kerala the women's team but nothing else not the women's world cup did you feel given that hadn't been announced yet or any change been announced that there was enough time that fifa is going to give india and that a resolve was soon uh, forthcoming yeah it was um, i mean it was also very obvious that the ban would be lifted soon it was because all fifa wanted was yeah. for aiff to get the control back and uh, they because they have had, they were uh, in conversation with the coa and uh, you know the relevant stakeholders fifa was constantly in conversation with them you also knew that you know once the ban happens it's, there's going to be a lot of hoopla around it and it's going to get resolved i mean that is how things happen unless and until you are like you are a country that is extremely laid back which is yeah. <laughs> at least which is not the case thankfully matlab if thankfully. there is a little bit of activity here so yeah uh, in that case so at least in terms of image i mean international image i mean india is very um, they they don't want to hurt their international image in that sense so uh yeah uh, so they also knew that because they were in conversation with stakeholders and everything and they knew that it'll get solved which is why it wasn't announced immediately that you know 
the world cup is going away because i mean immediately uh, co and everyone must have called also called uh, given a call directly and said ki baba we are solving solving this hold on for some time we'll just solve it was like that yeah. i'm sure okay all right so how does aiff get back its part um you know what was the process to get like, did the coa just say you know this is for the time being just take back part this is what we've done so far and we'll work on it in the few years let's just get back to let's just get uh, the band uh, relinquished let's just get back to being in fifa uh, in the membership program and then we will sort out whatever has to be done so what was but what was the process I mean, yeah. basically coa stepped out because the elections happened immediately okay okay so, so okay. as soon so as as soon as the elections took place then aff is obviously back in control and then uh, why, the executive why didn't that happen earlier <laughs> like why didn't because, after because yeah because nobody wanted to go ahead with it and there were two there were they they felt that uh, they could uh, go on forever so <laughs> so okay. it didn't happen earlier because otherwise it was not very difficult i mean everybody would knew that uh, the it was it was high time that praful patel uh, had to make way for somebody else uh, okay. but obviously that didn't happen but then after the ban the elections happened and then obviously kalyan chope was uh, elected and then obviously aff had the control executive committee came into being the league committee was appointed all of that happened and then obviously as soon as aff is fully in control of uh you know the control of football in the country is in the hands of aff uh obviously fifa doesn't have a problem it's as simple as that okay and that had nothing to do with you know the 20 25% 50% that is something that they had resolved later on though the constitution i uh, as of now i i don't think there are too many cha- i don't think there are changes in the constitution i think it's okay. where it was and uh, okay. they'll probably uh, work on taking a few recommendations i think they will uh because okay. some of the recommendations um uh, i think they would agree on and i think they'll take into consideration all right and what's the what was the mood during because this is anyway we're talking to fans and all of that so what was the mood in the india camp from a fan perspective of course there was a lot of hatred a lot of you know issues on social media there was a lot of com- yeah. there were a lot of comments about it but overall the mood was what fret panic uh, anger just anger basic. i think anger, anger i think <laughs> i think people have been angry with aff for a long time now um okay. and uh, i mean having the ha- having the ban imposed and especially uh, the gokulam kerala women's team suffering like that i think that uh, i don't think that was acceptable for anybody um and it's not like i think uh all the fans who are like really invested and who have been following what's been happening in the industry for a long time also knew that the ban was coming and things weren't okay. going right uh everybody right. who's invested would know it because yeah. uh, you once you know about the industry and once you kind of know how it's functioning you no know, you kind of see that it's not going anywhere really in terms <laughs> of i mean we uh, i think with i've like done a 100 podcasts by now on just how much there is a lack of structure in indian football uh, especially yeah. indian women's football so yeah i mean for everybody who who has been invested they knew that things were not right at aff uh, there were way too many uh, you know spoiled fruit there so yeah i mean in that sense at least there's been some sort of uh, you know sweep in the okay. association 
All right. Okay. So now that everything's been resolved and AIFF, uh, the ban has been relinquished by FIFA and they're now back to being members. Uh, let's talk about what the following the consequence or what do you what do you expect now to happen with the AIFF? Now, obviously, they've done the election. They've elected a new president, all of that. But for going forward in terms of the constitution, in terms of, you know, the player representation, in terms of just be, if if the first step was reshuffling the upper management, what is the what are the next steps going forward? I think uh, with the Lee, like recent Lee committee uh, recommendations, it's been uh, good. Um, and I, I personally think like I don't think there are going to be sweeping changes in terms of uh, the functioning or the rules and regulations in tot- totality. Uh, but yeah, there are a couple of um, nice people uh, now in, in charge of things. So yeah, I would say that maybe. Uh, that puts us in good stead somewhere or the other. Uh, in terms of regulations, I don't expect too much to change. And uh, I think all of that is uh, needs far more structure and far more thought behind it uh, than, you know, just over things changing within like six months also. I don't think that happens. I don't believe uh, that kind of thing happens that, you know, ch- things change in like six months, one year. It, if I uh, I always believe that you need to have at least a five year plan for things to start executing and for things yeah. to get into the right direction. Especially especially if state associations associations are going to have a voice of their own and they're going to have their own ideas and to sort of come up I think with first of all, first of all, state associations need to start doing things, to be very honest. Right. I mean uh, it's very uh, what what I've seen in these years is it's very easy for the state associations also to come and blame AIFF for everything, right? Yeah. Even when yeah. like it's not like AIFF can sit and host leagues for you. You have to do that. If okay. AIFF can put rules, AIFF can put timelines, which all which in terms of timelines, I think AIFF fails because they don't have a set calendar, which is something that we've been speaking about that. If you don't have a set calendar, it gets very easy for people to put a blame that we don't even know when, what is happening when. So it's very difficult for us to plan accordingly, which is fair in that sense. But then state associations also don't, uh, you know, take the onus of really executing things. I can say that about women's football. I mean, everybody knows that the IWL is going to happen, right? Uh, And there is, uh, for the past two years, I would say, there is a semblance of a timeline. I mean, we kind of know when it's coming sort of thing. So why not just have your state leagues in advance and be ready to when you get the AIFF circular, right? I mean, yes, AIFF is at fault for not having that timeline there. But then you are as much as fault for waiting for AIFF circular to start having your league. You can just have your league. I mean, it's not like AIFF is going to say, oh, you had your league three months ago. We're not accepting. It doesn't happen like that. So you can just yeah. have it and wait for AFL circular. Wow. Okay. And in terms of the state association, who are who's responsible for the elections in state associations? Like, how does that happen? For if uh, you I were think, to, uh, in terms of the elections, the uh, members members of the member clubs of the uh, state associations they vote uh, among the candidates. Whoever is uh, standing up. For the presidency, and okay. then the uh, 
and then i think there are a couple of more appointments uh i think the gs appointment and all which is made in again in consideration with the uh, clubs member clubs uh but other than that obviously the team is decided by the president and vice president so that's got nothing then to do with the aiffs like no. what we've been discussing so that's no. a separate so again that, for them uh, for aiff also has to look over that elections are happening in the state associations yeah. as well that's that yeah but then who gets elected has got nothing to do with aiff no. and there so then this is anyway going to be a lucky draw of who gets elected and i mean obviously hopefully a good candidate you so you have to wait for that for any sort of changes to happen at state level so yeah that's I mean, also the, very difficult i mean again yeah. <laughs> all the all the member clubs have their own agendas again i i can i can see why if i go into anybody who any of my twitter followers who do support indian football why the tweets are as such and uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's frustrating yeah. to follow it it is Ex- exactly <laughs> yeah uh, as someone who as a, even as someone who doesn't follow indian football that regularly for aff to be banned i, w- I wasn't taken aback by a lot i was taken aback slightly like you mentioned by the fact that fifa actually managed to yeah. follow through on their warnings but every time i during that week or something where FIFA, where it was made public that fifa was warning mm-hmm. aff to stop the third party infringement i was like oh that's not surprising a and b you know this is going to end up real bad if things don't yeah. work out because uh, i think a few days before that um so one of the another uh, podcast regular who who's come on the podcast before he men- he mentioned to me saying are you going to be covering how oh, you asked me are you going to be covering the world cup women's world cup in india i said mm. sure when is it happening he said october and then they got banned and i said listen i'm not the only one no then he asked me are you going to be in india i said no i i don't think so i'm going to be in india I'm, i'm in dubai so i don't think i'll be there and i said then i india got banned and then i messaged him it looks like i'm not the only one who's going to be missing out on the world cup and then he you know kind of put out that sad face uh, emoji yeah. um, so i can i could totally understand but yeah the seems i suppose it, would you say that Indian football right now is at a crossroads where you know they have to decide whether to get better or stay similar because in a way and this is probably then the description down below where the bar right now is quite low for Indian football you know being yeah. banned by FIFA isn't a regular coming like you've said it's happened in the past but it's not something that happens regularly where fifa goes down and that too, to be very honest that too to a market as big as india to be very yeah, honest exactly yeah Yeah. Uh so it's not a regular thing a regular occurrence and for that so the bar is quite low anyway for indian football now do you think using what's happened in in the past month or so that they've been banned and that they found a way do they improve do they improve themselves is this is this a crossroads where they either improve themselves or they remain the same or god forbid regress even further and then say you know even if we get banned again it was what another couple of days and we got back to it like we can do some as they say jugaad or something and get back our membership it doesn't like a ban is not going to be a full full blown ban if fifa was fifa really meant it they would have actually kicked us out of world cup and all of that stuff but they kind of gave us some leeway and they restored our membership back so where do you think indian football is right now see uh, just uh, carrying forward to what you said you know if it's uh, indian football is at a uh, or indian football is at a crossroad 
to get better or stay comfortable to be very honest yeah. that's literally the arena where indian football is it's just everybody in the system has become like too comfortable with in their own little space at the uh, scope of innovation change uh, you know drive to actually get better is very low and that is the major problem because and then obviously not a non acceptance of fault i mean that a problem in general with uh, i mean with people also i mean as yes. it's, it's general human nature right like if, as long as you don't accept your faults you're never going to improve so um, i mean that's a that these are just very basic issues actually but i mean this is the only way you are going to get on a path of change or betterment really um and i mean i i am not sure how how much um better it can get at this point in time it i would still say that it's going to take a long time still um right because, okay because there are lots of factors involved there is um uh, you know the obviously the the law ongoing tussle of whether isl is supposed to be isl will be the top league whether you know isl has taken over everything and you know nobody else is give, being given a look and all of that the commercials of uh, isl the commercials suppose, of the club i suppose like like you mentioned i think a wide range of sweeping changes need to be made and it can't be yeah. made in such a short period right like you said there has to be and a if, plan honestly honestly if people are remain scared of losing things the change is not yeah. going to come because uh, like you just mentioned you know there need, there is a need for sweeping change so yeah. whenever a sweeping change happens you will instantly have a low graph like you will go you will dive down because yeah you have made too many changes but that is the only way for you to have an upward graph also so if if people remain scared of taking that dive down there the it's going to be very difficult to go up right okay fair enough yeah i i think yeah i'd agree with you i think there there is a there, there is a complacency or hesitancy of for change and yeah we're talking even little change so imagine if we say that there's more than a little change that you need to do a full reset and people are going to be like hey whoa 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 slow down let's not go that far and you said like there's a lack of acceptance of faults right people aren't aren't here or people haven't been you know taking responsibility for any of their faults and not only does that create these issues but you know they also seem ignorant of such faults so they'll be like faults what faults like everything yeah. is fine here so if like it it's just at that stage and that state can be really really terrifying and i was hoping that something like this would be an eye opener but like you mentioned something like this could also scare people into being like like if we have to get through this we have to do a lot of changes let's not do that like why do you want yeah. so many changes is it really necessary and then you start questioning yourself you start doubting yourself and that is a downward spiral but that's not the downward spiral that you've been talking about like yeah. those are downward spirals without any change so yeah yeah i guess completely agree on that so yeah it's going to be interesting to see where it goes like like you mentioned i don't think it's going to be in the next year or so that we're going to see aff suddenly pop up and say you know let's we're throwing away the rule book and we're going to bring in a new one and we're going to start doing 
these whole load of changes because first of all doing that will obviously have issues and consequences with regards yeah. to states associations they'll also probably need another 5 to 6 uh hearings with the supreme court which means probably <laughs> fifa is going to be on the aff backside saying you know, hang on hang on you can't like it's good that you're trying to make changes but you can't be doing stupid like so many at one go and causing chaos for the board as well and for the uh, yeah. for indian football in general but yeah i guess that is as good a time as any to call it a day on this particular topic we undoubtedly indian football will remain in the news for some time uh it there will always be changes whether it be aff or state association there will always be something or the other the world cups also coming up here it's going to be interesting to see how they handle that um the women's world cup it for, uh, hopefully that they do women's football some justice there um ho- hopefully that the new shuffle the reshuffle at the top of aff does work out for the best there is some sort of initiative taken but that's all uh, for another podcast for another day but i guess that's about it so thank you abrashmina for coming on here and giving your thoughts on this um it was a pleasure having you on here and i'm glad we could make this work uh, fortunately we didn't have to postpone this for another year uh, or uh, i say another year another week another i meant day. it felt like another year but yeah fortunately we didn't have to postpone this to a period where or to a time where we felt that it wasn't going to be necessary or aiff did something else that get overshadowed by it um, but yeah like i mentioned i can't wait to host you in future such podcast whether we talking about the women's world cup or indian football in general yeah absolutely my pleasure to be here thank you awesome thank you and don't worry Ro- uh, roshan uh, i think uh, i'm glad we could talk about this uh, as well as i'm glad to be here uh, on the podcast and listen to it because this is a very important topic not only for us being indians but for the footballing world in general because like you mentioned india is such a huge market that something like this happens and then everyone's eyes are on you and like europe and all these other countries southeast asia asian uh, australias all of them so i guess i mean this is the third time i'm saying goodbye but i guess that's about it for episode number 3 of season 4 of the ffs podcast i'll catch you all next week or when we're going to be talking about something completely different but i guess that's about it i'm your host prady once again you stay safe and see you by the way don't forget to leave a like comment and share um you can also let us know if you want to be a part of the podcast as well yeah, the links are all down there in the back on the in the backdrop um we're there on instagram twitter facebook so do let us know if you want to be a part of the podcast as well we love to have you love to hear from you as well and yeah i guess we'll catch you all next week see you